0: Hello, this is A.R. Bernard, and welcome to my podcast. My objective, it's simple, to create a platform where you can be educated, informed, and inspired as you navigate the intersection of faith and culture. If you have no faith, maybe you'll find it here. So, thanks for tuning in. This past Friday, we had our 500th day of prayer. Uh, Let me just, first of all, welcome, Welcome. (laughs) we got so excited, you know, we got into the spirit of things. Welcome, thank you for joining us once again here on a Sunday morning to experience the presence of God, the worship of God, Mm -hmm. just uh, the people of God, the spirit of God, the word of God, all of that that comes in the context of the corporate worship. But this past Friday, we experienced our 500th day of prayer. Let me those of you that don't know what this is about, during COVID, uh, Minister Aaron Jenkins is over our pastoral care, Minister Misha Field, uh, our Elder Beverly uh, Staten, they got together and said, let's start praying against this thing. Let's start praying for the people who are battling through this pandemic. And they started praying at six o'clock Every Every morning, Monday through Friday, and then added a night prayer, 11 a.m., on Friday evening, and they started this in 2020, and they've kept it going consistently since then. So this past Friday was the 500th day of them faithfully meeting in prayer, and I will tell you, um, I was invited to share uh, a word, invited to my own church, to share a word... (laughs) And just listening to the prayers of the people, because you you could hear them pray. At one point, it's just nobody talking, just people praying. It is powerful. And I just sat there and drew strength. I could pull from those prayers, the anointing, the, the spirituality, the spiritual power and forces behind it. I thought about how God hears, you know, could be two billion people praying and how he's able to identify the individual, the heart of the individual, the context, the experience of the individual, and how that comes up to him, because it charged me up. And they're responding to this. Oh man, it was just amazing. Yes. And we had um, in prayer that morning, Friday morning, 1,345 people praying together Amen. for that half an hour, and I got a chance to share a word and we also have people from other churches mm-hmm. who have joined us so it's not just ccc it is other churches other church members who have come in and they're just drawing from the power of that prayer and we're going to keep that because you know prayer is the life of the church yes and too often we forget that and we think it's money and music and no it is the prayer life of the church that makes all the difference that's where the power comes from <laughs> so, to, to respond to, you know, a pandemic with sackcloth and ashes? Yes. Oh, yeah. <laughs> That's biblical. That is really down-home Old Testament. And um, so, it was wonderful. And I was able to share a word. And, of course, the theme is presence. Mm-hmm. And I, I, I went back to Isaiah 53. So, I want to tie that in as we talk about it. And, you know, Isaiah 53, is a critical passage to us. It is one of the messianic passages of scripture because it points uh, to What Jesus. do you
1: mean by mess- messianic?
0: It points to Jesus Christ. It points to the promise of a Messiah. Okay. And why we hold it dear. Isaiah 53 in the Hebrew scriptures is one of four, five songs that speak of a servant. and. The Jewish people, of course, in the context of our Christianity, have a hard time with that passage, Mm -hmm. because they say that the servant that's being spoken of in those passages is the nation of Israel. The problem with that is that it speaks of the servant as an individual Mm -hmm. who takes on the sins of the whole world to bring redemption. Yes. So they try to say it's the nation of Israel who does that, but it it doesn't work well. Another issue is that in the New Testament, all right, there are a myriad of scriptures that refer back to Isaiah 53. So that 53rd chapter is a problem (laughs) for our Jewish brothers and sisters. (laughs) It is a problem, but for us as Christians, Mm -hmm. it is clear to us that it speaks of the redemption hallelujah, that Yahweh planned in the person of Jesus Christ. So I want to look at that, because we talk about the presence of God. It's restoring the presence of God that required the redemption of humanity, Mm -hmm. because God's Spirit cannot dwell, His presence cannot dwell in an unclean temple. Mm -hmm. We lost the holiness and justice of God when, you know, Adam and Eve sinned. So restoring that is important, and I'm going to pull out, let's go, let's go to it. <laughs> I just, I, 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 know, can, I, know. I can bask
1: in the afterglow of that praise and worship right yeah, now. That was amazing. <laughs> uh, we, we do have um, some announcements. Oh, yeah.
0: Okay. Let's, so let's do that. I, I just, I'm in
1: the book. Well, okay. It'll be real quick. Uh, you were, we were talking about, we had an ALM yesterday, Advanced Leadership Meeting. Uh-huh. With the staff, and you felt that it was such a good meeting that it was something that the whole congregation needed to know, all the members needed to know. So we put, we got, we're going to put it on our YouTube channel. Oh, really? For 48 hours. For 48 hours? Yes, so that those staff members that missed it, as well as uh, the uh, members, they can watch it so they can be up to speed because one of the announcements... Wait, were, wait, we're, we're, we're exposing it to the public? Yes, That means all of our members? Yes, just this one time. Tune in? Yes. Okay. And and because we covered a lot of uh, housekeeping in that, so there's a lot of information they can rewind and take notes and things like that. So please go into our YouTube channel, and it'll be there, uh, as well as we have a a youth event. Well, well,
0: let's tease them on that, because we talked about the development project. Yes. Where we've been over the last five years, Mm -hmm. where we're going, where we are and the fact that we're going to have shovels in the ground. Yep. Uh, we're looking at shovels in the ground to start building, constructing. So back to service. Next year.
1: Being back in this. We announced building. that
0: we're going to be back in regular weekly services. Yep. Starting April the 3rd, the first Sunday.
1: you nice. you give giving more information. In
0: April? <laughs> first Sunday in April. Yes, oh, April okay. Oh, okay. okay. Yes. I'm thinking... I wasn't
1: going to tell them all that. I was going to let them...
0: All right. All right. So, we'll <laughs> leave it there. Yes. So, to all of you CCC folks and visitors and friends and partners, you can find out more about what's going on, what we're doing, yep. by tuning in.
1: And you also gave a nice word about um, Ukraine. Ukraine, so.
0: All right, talked about Ukraine and Russia, Yep. and I'm uh, going to unpack that a little bit more in the Invisible War class today. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So uh, we'll look at geopolitical events <laughs> how they tie in.
1: Yeah, because the question is, what is happening spiritually? If there's something naturally happening, there's something always happening spiritually.
0: Well, the premise... At that level. The, the premise of Invisible War
1: mm-hmm.
0: is that there is this spiritual world of principalities and powers mm-hmm. that are linked to earthly rulers mm-hmm. and that are engaged in what's happening politically yep. in the earth throughout human history. Um, in the Invisible War class, I'm actually talk today about Zeus mm-hmm. and how that ties to Satan. So, so we're going to go to Crete? Anyway, Invisible War. Pergamum.
1: Pergamon, Pergamum. And yeah, then Crete was which the, is present, they present they day Turkey. Mm-hmm. But um, but Crete you know, really pushed and believed that they, that was their guide. Uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, he's just. So, we're going off. Okay. We're going off.
0: <laughs> Messing with people's heads here. Um, so, what else? Youth? You started to say a youth?
1: Yeah, I, event? I can't remember it. And I forgot to get the post-it, the reminder post-it, so.
0: You can't remember it.
1: There is a parent meeting. You got a Florida moment. No, it's not Florida moment. I don't get those. There's a parent meeting, uh, uh, Minister Misha, uh, and that's what I remember from the post-it that I saw. Parent meeting, Minister Misha. I'm trying to remember everything else, but okay. that's where we are. Okay. I'll pray for you as you get older. (laughs) What else? That's it. That's it? Yes. Isaiah um, 53. I'm excited. I'm excited. Yeah, that's right. Okay, so I, otherwise we'll, we'll
0: talk up the whole uh, ALM meeting. Yes. Because we talked about our new album. hmm Oh, man. You, you've got to watch that ALM. So how did it get to the link? Did you just go to our website?
1: Yeah, if you, if you subscribe to our YouTube channel, it'll be on YouTube channel.
0: Okay, that's it. Excellent. Excellent. All right. So, do we go to the book? Should we miss anything?
1: No, that's it. We got it. We got it. I got everything that I need. (laughs) (laughs) I got good.
0: (laughs) Hey, that's that's good. You're you're blessed because when we started this ministry 43 years ago, uh, your mom and I, I was 45. I was the choir. Forty-four years. That's right. I was the choir.
1: I know with your afro.
0: I had a choir with an afro. That's right. That,
1: that's why I knew God was real because his I was afro was worship. worshiping as well. I was a praising. I was a, praise, <laughs> I was a praise and worship leader. Yes. <laughs> he okay, had his guitar. Okay. He did one strong.
0: People don't know that. I, Played okay. <laughs> there were only three, only three uh chords to every song. That was it. There we go. That was it. There's three chords. So, um, are you, are you tuned in also?
1: Well, I was getting a text now. see C3 parent, uh, a parent to parent meeting series March 5th.
0: March 5th, parent yes. to parent. C3 yes.
1: For more information, go to the YouTube channel. Right. I mean, so our website.
0: Parents are meeting with each other?
1: No, it's, it's just encouraging parents. We, we gather parents together to, to help one another, encourage each other. Uh, give, so one parent might know about one program that can help another per, person's kid. Ah, so it's like sharing information. Excellent. You know? Sharing information. Yeah. Uh, really looking to say, okay, this is what we, we did. This is what helped us. And especially you know whether it's college uh, help and we to have conversations, well, check out this page to get more money for school. Things like that. Sharing best practices. Yes.
0: I, I love it. And That's what community is all about. And let me just say this to you. We're upping our programs here because um, we're building 2,000, over 2,000 residences in our development project of mixed income, <laughs> affordable housing. <laughs> See? There it is. And 2,000 residents translates into maybe 6,000 people. So young people, all of that. We're going to have so much ministry demand just from the community, mm-hmm. immediate community here, as well as the surrounding community. So our ministers, our leaders, um, those of you who are gifted, we're going to need um, your participation. So, anything you
1: want to? No, that's it. That was it? Yeah. We got 10 a.m. to 11.30 a.m. Today. Okay, let me read the whole. All right, good. We complete go with the, the thought. C3U parent-to-parent service, March 5th, from 10 a.m. to 1130 a.m., uh, interceding with prayer, the presence of God, and the parenting uh, with Minister Misha. There you go. There you go. This is almost a stand-up comedy routine. No, but we got come on. I'm, I'm excited, you know. <laughs> come on, Pastor. Uh, Isaiah 52. Oh, okay, okay. Well, yeah, 52. Mm-hmm.
0: Excuse me, because Isaiah 53 actually begins Mm -hmm. in the 52nd chapter. Mm. Very good. Very, very good. So let's go there. I'm reading in the English Standard Version, that translation of the Old Testament, the Hebrew Hebrew Scriptures. Um, And let's go back to Isaiah 52, verse 12. Therefore... I'm sorry, wait, 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 wait. Let me go back. Isaiah 52, verse 13. I'm sorry, verse 13. Behold, my servant shall act wisely. He shall be high and lifted up and shall be exalted. Verse 14. As many were astonished at you, His appearance was so marred beyond human semblance, and his form beyond that of the children of mankind. So shall he sprinkle many nations. This is important because this Mm -hmm. is looking at this servant as a high priest. Because remember, the high priest will sprinkle the blood. This was atonement, this was redemption. So shall he sprinkle many nations and the promise of Abraham that was his seed. There was a a seed, an individual who would emerge, and he would be the redemptive power of many nations. In him the nations will trust. So shall he sprinkle many nations. Kings shall shut their mouths because of him. For that which has not been told them, they see, and that which they have not heard, they understand stand. So, who has believed what he has heard from us? In other words, who has believed our report? King James language. Who has believed the things that we're saying, what we've heard? And to whom has the arm of the Lord? Remember we're talking about the finger of God, the hand of God, the arm of the Lord you presented as his redemptive arm, his salvation, reaching out to humanity. And to whom Has the arm of the Lord been revealed? Because remember, Christ is a revelation. In Genesis 3.15, Yahweh makes a promise Mm -hmm. that there will be a male child, a seed, that will emerge, that will crush Satan. Mm -hmm. And of course, that means also crush his rebellion. And this male child will be the Messianic figure. For he grew up before him like a young plant. I love this. And like a root out of dry ground. And that's beautiful. Oh, I get goosebumps because the dust of the earth, mm-hmm. when uh, Noah was looked upon in his birth, the Old Testament scripture in Genesis says that out of the dust of the ground, all right, God has brought someone who will give us relief from our labors. Mm-hmm. So they were talking about the burden of sin, the toil of human life, the burden of death, and all of that. But that's the beautiful thing. Out of the dust of the earth, remember, he cursed the earth. Mm -hmm. So out of what was cursed would come a blessing. Do you hear that? (laughs) Everything that God does, he does according to a pattern. Based on a principle. Based on a principle, right? Yeah. All right Out of the dust of the earth. Mm-hmm. remember what? out of what he cursed, he's going to bring life. He's going to be redemption, He's going to bring relief. Mm. So never, never think that the bad parts of your life can't be used by God. Ooh. God Ooh. does not waste anything.: And never think that the bad
1: parts of life can't birth something good. Yes. Come on. You're in it. Feel <laughs> it. You're in, the spirit. <laughs> in the spirit. Oh so. He had
0: no form or majesty that we should look at him and no beauty that we should desire him. So the first part in chapter 52 talks about how marred he was mm-hmm. from, remember, he took upon himself, Jesus on that cross, took upon himself the sins of the world, yes. past, present and future. And it so disfigured him because of the effects of sin. That's a powerful thing right there. So. He had no form or majesty that we should look at him. So here it speaks of his humble character and no beauty that we should desire him. He was despised and rejected by men, a man of sorrows and acquainted with grief. And as one from whom men hide their faces, he was despised and we esteemed him not. Surely he has borne our griefs and carried Everyone to his own way. And the Lord has laid on him, Yahweh, the Lord, has laid on him the iniquity of us all. He was oppressed and he was afflicted, yet he opened not his mouth. Like a lamb that is led to the slaughter and like a sheep that before its shearers is silent. So he opened not his mouth. Love verse 8. By oppression and judgment, he was taken away. And as for his generation, who considered that he was cut off out of the land of the living? Which is the prophet Daniel spoke these words and said that Messiah shall be suddenly cut off. That he was cut off out of the land of the living, stricken for the transgression of my people. And they made his grave with the wicked and with a rich man in his death. This is the rich man of Arimathea that provided the the tomb for Jesus. These are all prophecies being fulfilled and throughout the New Testament. He had done no violence, although he had done no violence, and there was no deceit in his mouth. Yet it was the will of the Lord to crush him. He was put. He has put him to grief when his soul makes an offering for guilt, the atonement, the sin offering, the peace offering. He shall see his offspring that be us. Mm -hmm. He shall prolong the day, his days. The will of the Lord shall prosper in his hand out of the anguish of his soul. He shall see and be satisfied by his knowledge Shall the, the righteous one, my servant, make many to be accounted righteous, and he shall bear their iniquities. Remember, Second Corinthians chapter 5. If any man be in Christ, he's a new creature. Mm-hmm. Old things have passed away. Behold, all things have become new. And all these things are of God, who was in Christ, reconciling the world unto himself, not counting <laughs> their transgressions against them. Hallelujah. So here he is. He became one with us that we might become the righteousness of God in him. And he shall bear their iniquities. Verse 12, and here is where it explodes. Therefore, because of all of this that he's doing, right? Therefore, I will divide him a portion with the many or the mighty, the strong, the powerful. In other words, He is going to be established amongst the history of kings Mm. as a unique king above every other king. Mm. And that's why Revelation calls him king of kings. Therefore, Yahweh says, I will divide him a portion with the many, the mighty, and he shall with the great, and he shall divide the spoil with the strong. Now, dividing the spoil simply means that when you are a conquering army, a conquering leader, right, whatever you conquer mm-hmm. becomes yours. And remember in Jesus speaks of the strong man binding the stronger man binding the strong man of a house. Mm-hmm. And he was talking about Satan. This was in the context of them accusing him of casting out demons by the prince of demons, Beelzebub. So Jesus uses the whole house. Uh, metaphor to show that Satan's house, Satan as the prince and ruler of the world, he was intact until the stronger man comes and spoils, strips him of his power and his authority and takes all of that authority. And now he shares it with the strong, with the mighty. Who are the strong and mighty? That's us. Because we are now participants in his reign, participants in his authority. Remember, he said, behold, I give you power to tread upon serpents. And he did that with the disciples, and they practiced it, and they came back excited about it because they saw the results of him simply saying with his word, that's all he did. I give you power.
1: Yeah, that's amazing. That's so amazing. Because then you look at the value that he has on us to even share. So when, in the old days, you look at you know, the kings when they were conquering, they, when they took the spoils, the first thing they did was take the best of the spoils for themselves. You know, and he, he got, Jesus is not approaching it that way. He's saying, no, we're going to share any, this spoil. I'm not going to keep the best from me. I already got the best, which is you. Come on. <laughs> Come on. Come on. What does he say? When
0: he ascended on high, yes. right? Yep. He led captivity captive. <laughs> Ooh. Well, we can spend some time on that. He led captivity. He captured captivity. <laughs> and yes. led it captive. Yes. Right? Remember, he spoiled principalities and powers and made an open show of them. Well, he gave gifts to men. So he turns around, he takes that power and authority, and he shares it with the body of
1: Christ. Because the main spoiler that he wanted was us. That's it. We were, the the we were yes. his affections, we were his objections. We're the main spoiler We were that his redemption. Yes. Come
0: on, preacher. <laughs> and, and so, so he, he did all of that, and the, the idea was to reconnect us to Yahweh, So that the life of Yahweh can once again flow in the earth the way it was intended, and the presence of God could be here. That's why he was called Emmanuel, God with us. Yes. All right, this is so important. I love that passage that he shared this with us. So it begins there, and the importance of Isaiah, of course, we we have the Ethiopian eunuch who met with Philip. What is he reading? He's sitting there, and he's reading from the book of the prophet Isaiah. Chapter 53. And Philip asks him, he says, Do you understand what you're reading? And what does he say? Very important. How can I unless someone teach me? That's why the teaching ministry is so important. It unfolds. And Philip then begins to open his understanding and preaches Jesus to him because that's what Isaiah 53 is all about. And then, you know, he follows through. He says, Well, what, what's prohibiting me from baptizing? Yes. Here's some water. <laughs> <Right>? <laughs> Let's do it. <laughs> Boom. On the spot. So, it, how does this relate to the presence of God? That is a redemptive passage. That man had to be redeemed in order to, for God to restore his presence to the earth. The Garden of Eden was about the presence of God. In fact, the Garden of Eden was the temple. Or when you think of temple, you think of presence,
1: Mm
0: -hmm. right? Any temple throughout history was about bringing the presence of the deity Mm
1: -hmm.
0: to the earth in the community. The reason why they built the temples was a reminder to the people that that deity was present among them. That's why the temple was so important. And that's why it started with the tabernacle of Moses Mm -hmm. and then eventually into the actual temple in Jerusalem that was built
1: by solomon that 's a powerful statement you know and, and so as you look at the the gospel, the New Testament, and now the presence of God is in this temple come on right so now it, it, God is so smart with the way he develops things and does things, so no, no longer is it. Specific to a geographic location, but now His presence is a global, everywhere. Nothing that no other God could do this, everywhere. except for Yahweh. That's it. That's, that's, it. It. Mm, that's, that's it. That's powerful. That's good, it. right there. So, so remember. <laughs> so His presence is in Brooklyn. His it, presence is in Manhattan. Come on. His presence is right here at uh, CCC. His presence is in your home. His presence is wherever you are. As a professing Christian, God mm. is right here. That's it. Woo! Always. Always. That's powerful. There is
0: no temple without His presence. Mm. It's his presence that makes it a temple. So it becomes just a building. Come on. It's his presence that makes it a temple. Mm-hmm. So what makes us the temple of God yes. is because of the presence of the Holy Spirit in yes. us.
1: Yes, know yes.
0: Know you not that your bodies are the temple of the yes. living God, not a dead God, mm-hmm. but of the living God? So that's, that was his objective. Yes. So, and that's why Jesus said to the woman at the well, he said, the, time, the hours come when we'll, we won't worship the Father not here mm-hmm. or in Jerusalem. Which means the worship of the Father is going to take place universally yes. within human beings who now become the temple. Wow. So he moves his presence from a physical temple because remember what he said Can a temple hold me? Can you build something <laughs> yes. that can contain me? <laughs> yes. Oh, Rabbi, yes, God, Rabbi, yes. God. Wow. Can you hold? Can you, can you do that? So what does he do? He, he put, this is the powerful thing. So a building couldn't hold him, mm. but a person could hold him. Yes. And that person is Jesus Christ. In him dwelt the fullness of the Godhead bodily.
1: You're about to have me run around. In (laughs) bodily form, the presence
0: of God was here. Emmanuel, God with us. See, that's important. And then what he does, he takes that presence in Christ, all right? And then the day of Pentecost, he pours out his spirit upon all flesh. And that presence now begins to move into other human beings linked in union with Christ. And God spreads his presence Yes. All over the earth through people. Yep. So he's got all these little temples. Yes. Yes. And and you understand that's what it meant the image of God because in the ancient world, all right, what they would do is create a statue of that deity mm-hmm. and make sure that a statue of that deity was in, in every home. Yes. And the idea was wherever the statue of that presence deity of that was, deity. the presence of that deity. And God, was. Say, I'm
1: gonna take up another night. Who come he's on? Saying, I'm, I'm putting in the person. It, the image of God is a place for the presence of yes. God. So when God made man <laughs> the in The image of God image, is a
0: place for the presence of God. Come on. When God made man, yes. right? Adam, Adam and Eve, right? What did he do? He breathed his yes, presence. presence. His spirit is his presence. He breathed his spirit, the breath of life into them, making them, all right, a place for his dwelling. So his presence was in them. And the whole idea was the image of God, like these little statues all over the place, right? It would be human beings. That would be us. A living, not a dead presence. No. Chalk. No. A living presence. Because God is the God of the living, not the God of the dead. Got me off here. Got me off. So Eden, (laughs) Eden was the first place of his presence. Mm -hmm. That's why if you dig into Eden, if you get into Satan when he was there, all right? when it describes the jewels, um, all these different gemstones, in Isaiah 14, talking about Lucifer, talking Mm -hmm. about Satan, all of those gemstones are the same gemstones that are in the the, the vestment of the high priest Mm -hmm. who was part of the ritual that Moses established. So it points to Satan as a high priest. It says that you were in Eden, the garden of God, right? So where is he? So Eden was set up as a temple of God's presence and his government in the earth Out of which would come a new humanity for the first time A new species that would spread the earth But that was undermined And this is why God had to get them Why did he put Adam and Eve out of the garden? He was removing them from his presence
1: Mm Mm-hmm I'm sorry, I'm going so many different ways. I know, I know.
0: (laughs) He had to remove them from his presence. Mm -hmm. And what did he do? He locked the garden so they would not have access to the tree of life Mm -hmm. because his life is in his presence. Mm. So when you are in the presence of God, You have access to the life of God. The life of God is
1: the essence of God. All that makes him who he is. (laughs) So when Jesus says you shall have life more abundantly, he's talking about some other type of life. That's it. That's it. That's it. Yes.
0: That's it. So when you're in the presence of God, you have access to the life of God. He did not want them to have access to his life. Mm -hmm. So the tree of life which was in the garden, he blocks off the garden, removes them from the garden. So he removes them from his presence and, and cuts them off. From having access to life. Mm. And, and people think that that was punishment. No, he wasn't punishing them. Because remember what it said. If they ate from the tree of life, right, they would live forever. Yes. That was a problem. He did not want them to have immortality in, in a tradition. fallen world. Mm. Mm. Come, wait, 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 that,
1: yes. I'm going to say this again in that condition. He did not
0: want yes. them to have yes. Immortality in a fallen world yes. He would fix the world And then give them eternal life He then, them the life. Ooh, he would then restore <laughs> immortality Oh, t- Yes Yes. So he had to redeem mankind first. And that's why the people that came to Jesus saying, Good master, what must I do to inherit eternal life? All right. They wanted immortality. Mm -hmm. But he was not going to grant immortality in a fallen world. Yes. Because think about it in In the Antediluvian period, men lived for 900 years. Mm -hmm. Right? So they lived a long time. What was the result of them living a long time? Corruption. Violence. violence, Corruption that ended in destruction. Yes. Right? Mm -hmm. So he's not going to give immortality to people in a fallen world. He's going to fix the fallen world
1: (laughs) and then bring immortality. (laughs) Immortality to the fallen person gives them more time to sin. Uh, That's it. (laughs) For corruption to spread
0: (laughs) and degradation. No, he's got to fix the world and then bring immortality. Mm -hmm. So people get confused when he says eternal life. Because in John five twenty four, but you got me moving here. I
1: got you. You got me up here like, wow.
0: See, this, and, 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 and think about it. When Adam and Eve sinned, right, they were removed from the presence of God and therefore had no access to the life of God. And then in the new heavens and the new earth, where do, what do we see in Revelation? The tree of life is back. Yes. Yep. Right? God's presence comes down to the earth, which is what he originally intended, and access to life is there, which means that apart from God there's no life. No, You remove from the presence of God, there's no life. And that's what eternal death is. Eternal death is removal forever mm-hmm. from the life of God. And this is why Jesus made a distinction between physical death and spiritual death or eternal death as separation. Mm-hmm. So he would use language and, 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 and they confuse them. So when, when Lazarus was, 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 was dead, right, mm-hmm. his, Jesus responds to his disciples says, no, Lazarus is just asleep. Yep. <laughs> they're saying, oh, oh, they're thinking in natural terms. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay, then, then he must be okay because he's going to wake <laughs> up again. <laughs> so Jesus had to say to them in their understanding, no, Lazarus is dead. Mm-hmm. All right, dead to you, but not dead in the way God understands death. You see, that's why he could say, let the dead bury Buried the beside. dead, even though one was living and one was dead. Mm-hmm. So in the mind of God, physical death was sleep. Why? Because it's temporary. Yep. Eternal separation from God, mm-hmm. which is spiritual death, all right? Mm-hmm. Doesn't, your spirit doesn't die, all right? But eternal separation from God, that is what the Bible calls the second death. Mm-hmm. And those who are redeemed are in Christ The second death has no power. We will not experience that second death. Oh, so we were born in the flesh, Mm -hmm. right? And destined to die. We were born again, which makes us destined to live. So now we have access to life. That's why Jesus said in John 5, 24, he says, he says, we better go to it. You got me on an express train here. I didn't mean to do this. It's your fault. Okay, I'll take blame. I'll take blame cuz it's some good stuff. John 5:24. Let's look at this. All right, ESV. Truly, truly, I say to you, whoever hears my word and believes him who sent me has eternal life. Notice what it says? Mm-hmm. Has, not will have. Has eternal life. He does not come into judgment but has, past tense, past, past tense, from death to life. Mm -hmm. So eternal life is a movement in relationship with God. Mm, It's a movement away from being estranged from God and being brought back into relationship with God. So now immediately, the second death, eternal separation, has no power over you.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: See? So I don't have to worry about the second death. I don't have to worry about eternal separation from God. I've got eternal life yes. with God. People didn't understand that, so they wanted m- immortality mm-hmm. right here, right now. No. But again, he's not going to do that in a fallen world. He's going to fix the world first. Restore his presence to the earth. Oh man, you got me messed up here. <laughs> so. Let's, let's kind of backtrack it here. And, and this, is, this is why Jesus came. Remember John 10.10? I am come that you might have life, life yep. and that you might have it more Abundant. abundantly. Mm-hmm. That's John 10.10. 10. Let's go to, look. So Jesus came, all right? This is why Jesus came, as he said, to reconnect us to the life of God. But remember, the life of God is in the presence of God. Mm-hmm. So God had to be present. In order to give access to his life, yes. he came. He became present in the person of Jesus Christ. Look at John chapter one, verse four. In him, Jesus was what? Life. Mm-hmm. In him, God with us, Emmanuel, was life, and the life was the what? Light. That light. We could spend time right there. The life was the what? Light. The light of men. And what is light? It's illumination. It it, it is understanding. It it, it is... is... Because remember, when we sin, our heart and minds were darkened. Mm -hmm. And we began to think in terms of evil imaginings, things that were self-destructive, unhealthy, to us personally, to the people around us. So now, when we have access to the life of God... The light of God comes on, mm-hmm. and we begin to see ourselves, the life around us, differently. We begin to see through the light of revelation, the revelation of God.
1: So the progression is the life of God leads to the light of God. Yeah.
0: From the life of God. For our, there it is. The presence of God. Yes. All right? Gives us access to the life,
1: life of, of God. God. The life of God gives us access to the light of God. So you got that? The presence of God gives us access to the light of God. And the life of God gives us access to the light of God. Yeah. So that light,
0: all right, remember, at the entrance of thy word gives light. Yes. That's the psalm. So when the word of God comes, that's what it says. The light shines in the darkness. Darkness. It wasn't talking about physical light. Mm -mm. It was talking about the light of understanding Mm -hmm. because as a result of sin, we are trapped, lost in spiritual and moral ignorance. Yes. Revelation now has to come. That's why Job said, can you by searching find out God? No. You can't. Mm-hmm. Which means he has to reveal himself. Mm-hmm. So there's what is understood, like Paul said, the, 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 the heavens declare the glory of God, David said. And then Paul said the invisible things of God can be clearly seen in Romans yeah. chapter 1, starting same. at verse 18, okay. by the things that are made. Yeah. Even his eternal power mm-hmm. and his nature can be seen. So by observing creation, we can see God's handiwork, his order, his discipline, his preciseness, his care for the details, right? But he must reveal himself in order for us to see the unseen things like love and faith and hope and understanding and illumination.
1: So the designer is seen, right? But the person... The design
0: is seen, but not the designer. The designer has to reveal himself. Mm. It was me. See, you come into this, this building of CCC in our campus... Right, you get uh, you get a hint someone, of someone what someone what right someone someone did, did this. this, and they have certain tastes.
1: And then, who, who, then you ask, okay, who did this? Exactly, wow, this exactly. Is nice, you
0: know? exactly. I, so I've met the work. Yes. Now I need to meet the man.
1: <laughs> yes. Woo!
0: So in the world, we examine the world around us. We see the work of God, and now we need to meet the man himself. And so, what does he do? He comes in the person of Jesus Christ. Yes. It is I. If you've seen me, you've seen the Father. Yes. I'm trying to help myself here because I live, eat, and breathe this. This is, this is life. You understand? So he comes in the person of Jesus Christ to reveal the, the designer himself. See? People, you, you go to some exhibit, some display, you walk around, you see the works of art, uh, and oh, I want you to meet the artist. Yes. Oh, I want you to meet the
1: designer. Oh, for the women, you go and see all these shoes and, you know, did, <laughs> yeah, the designer. Well, let me meet the designer, right? <laughs> uh, 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 <laughs> who uh, makes red bottoms? <laughs> who makes Jimmy <different> Choo? <laughs> who yeah. makes this? Exactly. Yes.
0: By the design, you know the designer. Mm-hmm. But you have to meet the designer. Yep. You, you, women wearing red bottom shoes never met, what's his name, Vuitton? Blue Vuitton. Labouton, Le, 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 something like that. Okay. They never met him. But they're wearing his the shoes, mm-hmm. and they're proud of those shoes. Yes. They even sit like that,
1: This <laughs> <laughs> to show the red bottoms, right? Making that shin muscle all week. <laughs>
0: <inside>. <laughs> so the designer himself comes mm-hmm. into human society. Not that he wasn't here before. Those were short visits. Now he came to dwell among us, Ooh. to remain. And that's why at the baptism, gosh, at the baptism, what does John say? The Lord told him that whoever he sees the dove land on and remain, Mm -hmm. that's the one. Yes. So he came to remain, to dwell among us, walk with us, talk with us, experience everything about us. The designer himself comes into his own design. Yes. And begins to reveal himself and manifest himself. So there is natural uh, revelation which comes through us observing the created world. That's why there's no conflict between science and faith. No. Science simply is God letting you look at what I done. Yes. <laughs> look at what I did. Take a look at that. Figure it out. See yes. if you understand how that works. See? And then now you've got to, I've got to reveal myself yep. to you because I'm veiled. Very good reason. It's Because he even in Jesus Christ, he had to veil himself because he could not expose us to no, his full power. Oh, yeah, no. Uh-uh. Just for Jesus to go to enter another dimension of time, his whole body lights up. And he enters a dimension of time and the disciples are allowed to see him on the Mount of Transfiguration mm-hmm. talking to two folks. Yes, One of them should have been dead. <laughs> and it, Elijah and Moses. This is just, see, the word of God is real. It is a living thing. It is, it is, it is quick. It is powerful, the Bible says. And it redeems us. When you believe it, and faith joins with the word. It, you talk like it. I never forget when I, when I got saved, newly saved, I was working at the bank, and I was describing this Jesus mm-hmm. that I encountered to some of my, my, my colleagues at the bank. And they looked at me and said, man, i never forget. Looked at me and said, I wish I could believe that like you. So there was a distinction. They saw that this was not something I read. This was something I believed in deeply and profoundly and has seized my heart and my mind. Took me over. And they saw the difference between how they saw it and how I
1: saw it. Yes. Oh. And, but, but see, and see, this is why we have to come to a realization how crucial it is how we as Christians live our lives. Yeah. Right, yep. because right now I think the church, we're at a reckoning, right, from a, 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 a corporate perspective as long as well as the individual perspective where people are looking at the church and we have not represented Christ properly. In this world, we have not represented Christ properly. So here we are walking around with the presence of God. You're telling me I have access to the presence of God, but this is how you're living? This is how you're thinking? This is how you're breathing? This is how you're walking? Come on, And you want preacher. me to accept this God on, that preacher. you serve? Come on. Oh, I need something better than that. Come on. And that we are now at a place in society where people need the presence of God more than ever. We need to change the song. What's the song? This little light of mine uh-huh. needs to become a big light. Yes, yes, We need yes. to change the song. Yes, that's because people are playing with their, their connection with God, they, you know, little, <laughs> or they, they, the wires are afraid, and they need to fix the wires so they get better wires, so they get more power, because the bigger the gauge, the more current that runs. The more current they run, the brighter I live. Boom. <laughs> Boom. <laughs>
0: So he veils himself in the yes. person of Jesus Christ, his presence, he veils his presence in the person of Jesus Christ, and the objective is to redeem mankind so that we can now yes. become the representatives, the imagers of God. Mm-hmm. Remember, his whole objective is to conform us to the image of his son, yes. Jesus Christ. Let's go through some scripture. We got go to go back to the book here, where we're in the book, we never left the book. No doubt about that. So he came to take up residence in the earth, in the per- veiled in the person of Jesus Christ. And through that, he would make a way. God would make a way for the presence and life of God to take up residency in human beings. Yes. To take up residency in other human beings. Let's go to John chapter 7. Gospel of John chapter 7, verse 38. Look at what Jesus says. Whoever believes in me, as the scripture has said, out of his heart. I love the King James language, belly. Out of his heart will flow rivers of living water. And look at the explanation in verse 39. Now this he said about the spirit whom those who believed in him were to receive. For as yet the spirit, which is presence of God. Yes, it's the third person of the Trinity, but it also represents the presence of God. His spirit fill the temple. His train filled the temple when they built it, and they couldn't even stay in there. They had to run out because it was so much power, they didn't know how to handle it. Now, this he said about the Spirit, whom those who believed in him were to receive. For as yet the Spirit, the Holy Spirit, had not been given because Jesus was not yet glorified. He had to go through redemption, the redemptive act of the cross and the resurrection,
1: in order to release and make Pentecost happen. And that's why he says to the disciples in Luke, the last chapter of Luke, he said, I had to go through this so I can go get to my glory. Come on. Because if I didn't get to my glory, there would be no release of this spirit. Ooh. (laughs) Said to
0: the woman who saw him, don't touch me. I haven't haven't yet ascended to my father. Yep. I'm, not, I'm in the process yes, here. Yep. I got to finish this out. Then you can come back and touch me all you want.
1: And that's why when the lady with the issue of blood, when he touched me, he said, something left me. Gosh. It wasn't ready to leave me yet because I haven't reached my glory, but I know something left me. Yeah. It come was on. for a purpose. <laughs>
0: Ooh. Look at chapter 14, John chapter 14, verse 15 and 17. If you love me, you will keep my commandments and I will ask the Father and he will give you another helper. To be with you forever Mm -hmm. Again, never again The presence of God is going to leave Forever, ever, ever (laughs) Even the spirit of truth Whom the world cannot receive Because it neither sees him nor knows him You know him For he dwells with you And will be In you, Mm. we're going to go from God with us to God in us. Yes, Jesus was God with us, Emmanuel. Yes, but that was the beginning, He got with us so He can get in us. So the presence of God came and manifested, veiled in the person of Jesus, and eventually that would come out. And that's why Jesus says, If I don't go, the Comforter can't come. Yes, I have got to get out the way because right now it's all in me. Yes, and in order to get it in you, I've got to. Extract myself so the Holy Spirit can come. Continues in, in, in oh, look at this, verse, 1 Corinthians 6.19. I love it. Do you not know that your body is a temple of the Holy Spirit within you, whom you have from God? You are not your own, for you were bought with a price. So glorify God in your body. This yes. is what you were just talking about mm-hmm. before, how we live it out, yep. how people see it, how they perceive it. And and you can you know you can grieve the spirit of God in you. Mm-hmm. You can you can grieve, and to grieve is you know that's anthropomorphic language.
1: Yes. <laughs> but to
0: grieve Him is to 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 make Him feel the 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 deficiency of what He could be in you, because you are just refusing to cooperate with Him. You gotta say it again. You gotta say it again. You you make the Holy Spirit feel the deficiency of what you could be and what He could do through you because you would just refuse to cooperate with them. See, he the, said, if you obey me, if you do
1: what I tell you to do. See, and that's why that song today that the choir was singing takes on another meaning. So imagine, you know, that you're singing that from a Psalms pre-Christ entering in, God with us, Emmanuel with us, to now with the Holy Spirit dwelling in us, you know, uh, you know <laughs> I shall not want, right? Because if you look at the power, how God exponentially changed, right, the narrative yep. where David is writing these Psalms or the scribe is writing these Psalms and he's saying that, you know, uh, that, that all these different things, I shall not want, uh, goodness and mercy follows me. And then you look at now the relationship with God then to where it is now and think about what he can do to the next level of the goodness and mercy. What kind of goodness and mercy is following? No more is it following you, but it's it dwelling in you. That was Old Testament. Right? Now you're now talking New, New Testament. Testament. Come on. Now, a know, better covenant. is not following me, but it's dwelling inside a of me. A better covenant, a more powerful yes. covenant.
0: No longer God with us, but God, God in, us. in us. Yes, The hope of glory. And this is why Christians leading living a defeated life is because they're not reading the book. Mm-mm. If they're reading the book and understanding... If they're understanding it, then they should realize that they're more than conquerors. Mm -hmm. That's not just something we say and recite and hope it happens. It's something we live out by the way we think. Mm -hmm. That's why the life immediately brings bite. You'll be transformed by the renewing of your
1: mind, mind, not your wardrobe. (laughs) Renewing (laughs) of your mind. I think if Christians would allow accountability for their convictions, you'll see more growth. Yeah, yeah. Say it again. Say it again. If Christians would allow accountability for their convictions from somebody else, they will produce more growth. Yeah.
0: Yeah. See, we're, we're out of time. Yes. But I, that was his introduction. <laughs> we got I'm we, so hot up here. We've got to get into the spoils. Yes. He shared the spoils. Yeah.
1: And that's, that's, he shared the spoils. Yes. What are the spoils? Mm-hmm. Right? His because loyalty. we also got to get into the, 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 what's produced. Through the temple now. Come on. Right? Because of the spoils. Yes. Because right, when we look at the temple. He stripped Satan. Yes. And what Satan mm-hmm. had power over, he's now See, given to us. See, because what this temple can do, outside of what the brick and water temple couldn't do, was one, shear in the spoils and produce something on a consistent basis, right? There's something that flows out of this temple compared to that building. King James, out of your belly yes, <laughs> shall flow rivers yes. of living
0: water. So people encountering you should be drinking from the life of God in you. They should be drinking from the life of God in you, experiencing the presence of God in you. And I will tell you, how this is how it translates, right? So I was asked to be on a panel discussion, WABC Radio. So it was me, uh, Charles Rangel, Charlie Rangel, 92 years old, and his, <laughs> his mind is just sharp, 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 sharp. I'm, I rubbed his jacket so I make sure I get some of that. And, and we, we, we had um, Deputy Mayor Rudy Washington, who's a member of our congregation. We have individual, and it was black history. And, and, and what did we end up talking about? God. Mm-hmm. And, 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 and in that place, I could feel the presence of God. And it kept coming back to you, back to me. We're talking black history here, and it's coming back to me. He said, well, Reverend. I said, well, you know, there's a, there's a Bible verse for that. <laughs> and then we got into uh, uh, um, criminal justice reform. And they're talking about, well, you know, we need to punish the criminal. And someone said, no, we need to redeem him. I said, well, we got to figure out what our philosophy of justice is going to be. Is it going to be punitive or restorative justice? Or is it going to be both coming together? Both. Yep. Because the Bible teaches
1: mm-hmm. yes.
0: balance is the key to life. Yes. So in that context, and they wanted to hear more. This was the thing about. We went over time, and 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 they said, "Well, you know, uh, you you find that the high uh, percentage of crime is in certain communities." And I said, "The Bible says the destruction of the poor is not the color of their skin; it's their poverty. <laughs> so you got to deal with the issue of poverty." Man, it was. So, but this is what I'm saying to you: get that word in yeah. you. You don't stand up on a soapbox and say, thus saith the Lord. If you really got that word and the presence and life of God, you just open your mouth. You begin to share. God gives you insight on how to respond to the very needs and the problems that they're presenting and don't have answers for,
1: yet we've got answers for. It's like having a tool, the screwdriver, you got the screw gun in your hand, right? And the screw gun doesn't determine how fast it screws or does it screw in or screw out, but it does, it moves to the hand of the person using them. And we got to realize that we have to be uh, pliable to be used by the hand of God as a person. So when he tells us to speak, it's based on his speed, not our speed. It's his words, not our words. So we allow us to be properly used as a tool. Yes. On, yes.
0: Which means you got to sharpen yourself. Yes. Because Proverbs says a dull axe takes more work. Yes. <laughs> and we got a lot of Christian dull axes. Yes. I'll leave it right there.
1: <laughs> we gotta it's stop. It's easier
0: with a sharpened axe. Yes. <laughs> Listen, I ought to slip we have a passion for the Word of God because we know its power. When people ask me, Reverend, how did you achieve all the things that you've achieved? And I said, through trust and faith mm-hmm. in God. God got me here, and you can't be ashamed of that because we are His ambassadors. As though he himself, as though he himself yes. beseeched us mm-hmm. to go and represent him. Wow. He, what's next?
1: We're gonna, I, I, we're gonna, we got have, have a minister
0: for prayer, right?
1: For prayer. But he's, gonna, he's specifically here to go and pray for the individuals who do not have a relationship with God. But I want to pray for those who are engaged in a relationship. You know the, the lukewarm Christian or the Christian struggling with where they need to go in the next level because you 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 can be hot at one level lukewarm at the next level, right? So so there's certain things that we have to do to keep that fire going, uh, engaging the word different wow. levels from wow. level to level. I'm sorry, say that again. You can be hot at one level and then Luke but lukewarm at the at next. Level.
0: So just because you you have success down here, yes, doesn't mean that it immediately translates to no. the next level. You got to do the work all over again. Mm-hmm. All right, there you go. How <laughs> to preach. I messed you up, I know.
1: Yes, you did. I know, I know. <laughs> but uh, so let, let me pray. Father God, as we are all here, have fallen short somehow in our walk with you. Whether it's even the drive this morning in the church, Lord. Forgive us. And give us the capacity to... In a, increase our capacity to represent you at this next level increase our capacity to move in a different more mature Christian way yeah 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 yeah. so Lord we will no longer grieve the spirit but we allow the spirit to move and operate so that we can become the best us through the power of the Holy Spirit Lord as, as we Mar- uh, allow this message to marinate and, and understand uh, the need for you say thank you in Jesus precious precious name Amen
0: Amen Thanks for tuning in to the AR Bernard podcast I hope you were enriched by the information and or the conversation make sure to subscribe by clicking the link in the bio to gain more information about me and the work that I'm doing again thank you and God bless